Welcome back to the Social Distance Podcast, guys. Um, bit of a show all over the show. Bit of a show all over the show. Bit of a show all over the shop. Um, shop all over the show. Case in point, what I'm saying Ducks right now, chickens. like, share, subscribe, enjoy the show. Let's, let's just run the intro and wing it like we always do and see what comes out of it. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Kick. Just getting pulled and dance move, chat. My radar's going pretty hard at the moment. I think we should. Would you shut up, man? Listen? That escalated quickly. Oh, We're going to need to get some more qualified guests on this, shall we? It's taken me a while to recover from that comment that George said off air before we started recording. <laughs> He's sharp today. He's on a good one. We've had a shocker this morning, eh? Yeah, take I've two. already had a domestic and violence incident with my laptop, but she's going good. Yeah, the wheel of death. You survived. Fucking wheel of death. I tell you what, I've been wanking oh. on about my new laptop. If you guys who are watching on YouTube channel might notice how crisp my camera is. Well, it won't be because crisp you keep wanking on your new laptop, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just this is what happened with the old one today. This is what with the old one. Yeah. <laughs> that fucking. Browse and blue on your old lappy. <laughs> that IOP key. It's just merged into one. What's an IOP key? Yeah, the, the key's IOP. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it's late here. Yeah, and you're hungover. A little bit. It's hard yeah, to push it... through this late at night when you've had a big one the night before. Yeah, yeah, but uh, committed to the cause, mate. Left my charger at the office, realised about half an hour before the show, and it was one of those things where you're like, I can't do the show without the charge. So I had to fucking go on the car, go back. And then it made me think like, all right, that was half hour from like losing something. The worst one I remember growing up was, remember new release videos? And if you had those overnight charges, that's when like families could literally fall apart. You know, if you fucking 10 bucks a night, we were driving to Melbourne once as kids and we got to Trelgan's like 50 minutes down the road and there was a new release under the, front seat that we forgot to drop off and dad had to do a u-bolt so it's like two hours out of our way driving to melbourne for this family holiday and oh fuck that caused uproar that used to put the fear of death into me i remember when i was young like my mum even was talking about this like last year when i was home that i used to not want to go to school because i could i'd lose like a library book and like i'll get so much heat from the librarian and there'd be like you know these real like aggressive like you know, this book is now six weeks overdue and you've just lost it. And it's you gone. just, you're, you're treating water. And I knew like we'd have like Thursdays would be like, after, you'd like Thursday afternoon as like a seven year old, you'd go to the library and you'd, you'd cash in your old books, get new ones. And I would just pull suckies because I'd be like, <laughs> it's, like face it. it's like you owe someone money, you know, like you owe the mafia money and you're just dodging them. And I'm just trying to dodge this librarian. She's just putting hate on me for like poo beer. <laughs> fucking Grog. the best, the best thing about like the library and the video shops like video easy or what blockbuster video blockbuster was like they didn't have any systems in place it was a different era you know like nowadays you got a credit you fucking paint a deposit you got a credit card number down like you can't just take you can't rent a car for a week and then just never come back with it because i just take 40 grand out of your mm. account yeah but, like exactly. Video Easy, like I remember going in there like I hadn't been in for a few years. This was right at the end of Video Easy's any video store's lifespan, basically. No, I tell you what, Morrinsville still has a Video Easy. The small <laughs> town where our Prime Minister's from, I was riding Ooh, through shit. there. Like Last year, I was riding through there. So we did the Nationals in Cambridge, and I rode up to like Coromandel. I was riding through, there's a fucking Video Easy in... And I don't even think there was... I think there was VHSs in there, not even DVDs. <laughs> Morrinsville, mate. But you, anyway, you go so, in there, and they're like... They're like, oh, you're, you've got a video that you hasn't you rented three years ago that you haven't returned. I'm like, well, I don't know where that is. And they're like, well, you owe us money for it. I'm like, well, yeah. I'm not going to pay it. And the, the, door. the teller's just like, yeah, well, oh, well, fuck all I can do about it. Have a nice day. What do you want to rent today? <laughs> I always got in a punch on as a 16-year-old when I was at the video store in sale. He goes, yeah, you got overdue charge on rock and roll racing, a Super Nintendo game. I go, yeah, I don't have a fucking Super Nintendo. Because what's on your account, well, someone's rigged it up under my name and fucking want me. We had to rent a car the other day. So I was taking our car. It was a big mix-up. I was meant to – I wake up on Sunday morning. Here's here's 
I'll give you the full rundown. I wake up on Sunday morning. So I've just had this crazy few days, you know. So my, one of my best mates growing up, been, we were born a couple of days apart. Known him since I was a, couldn't even, before I could speak, I knew this guy. And um, he's playing, you know, rugby over in, in Valle de Lid and in Spain and played Spanish national team and, you know, whatever. Great mate of mine. We played rugby growing up together. And he's getting married. So I'm, I'm driving over to his wedding. I'm a test ego, so I get to wear the full um, test, oh, the full tails, tails, you know, the penguin suit. Oh, we got to this last week. Yeah. So anyway, seven-hour drive, eight-hour drive, whatever, get there. Unreal wedding. But, you know, Spanish Spanish weddings are late affairs. I mean, we sat down for dinner at, I don't know, 11 o'clock. And anyway, next day, drive all the way back. So Saturday, drive all the way back to Drone and get in late, watch the All Blacks lose, wake up the next morning. Going, well, I've got one day in Girona, got a bit of a hard training session, but I've got a day here to sort my shit out. And I'm waking up and I'm like lying in bed looking at like the WhatsApp group for the Tour de Lan race. And I'm like looking at it and I'm going, hmm, shit. <laughs> it's like the expected arrivals. And it was like group Bennett Gibbons arrival, 5 p.m. Sunday evening. And I was like, what day is it today? It's like, fuck, it's Sunday. <laughs> so oh, I was like, no. oh, the they made a mistake here. They, they mean they obviously mean Monday. The race starts Tuesday. It's five hour drive, six hour drive. And so I was just like, message Ryan, like, haha. Imagine if this was right, you know. And then he's sort of like, yeah. And then we were like, hmm, a bit of check actually. So we rang the director, like, hey, just double checking. I'm coming in tomorrow, eh? And he's like, nah, today. <laughs> Fuck. So anyway, I don't have a car. Or Caitlin's. Coming in from Norway, she's racing in Norway. It's it's just big mess. Can't change the, so we were going to rent a car drive from here, but we can't change the rental car. For, so I end up taking our car. Anyway, the point of all this is getting back to the video easy thing. So, <laughs> Caitlin, Caitlin, this is this is a good time to reflect on that comment you said before this, just before we started the show. You think you got your ducks in a row, but they're chickens. So they're yeah, chickens. they're all chickens. <laughs> and. So she goes and rents a car to drive. She's going up to Andorra. She's printing it from Drona, driving up to Andorra. And she gets to the check-in and the guy's like, um, where are you driving this car? And she's like, to Andorra. Well, and you, then, do that. you can't say that, Caitlin. And then he goes, well, you know, it's um, 20 euros a day extra for being in Andorra. Crossing and borders. She's like, she's like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to Andorra then. <laughs> the guy's like, <laughs> you sure? And she's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to Andorra. But you just said you were going to Andorra. Nah, I changed my mind. I'm not going to Andorra. And like, what is he going to do? Mm. Follow her, you know? Well, so I think charge... last time we were on the show, you were talking about speeding fines in France. I got the letter from, that went to my old address. It was on my license in sale. Mum goes, oh, you got some mail. We go, yeah, hang on. That's the old address. And yeah, it was them to let me know that I had two fines. They've paid the admin fee of 42 euro, but they haven't paid the fine yet. I don't know what the fine is going to be. Oh, see, I, my for. advice is just to ignore it and then pay 4,000 euros for it in six mm. years' time. Yeah, perfect. I'll just do that. I just won't go back to Europe. <laughs> no, just, exactly. Just run from it. I don't know Gross if they take the fine out in a rental car. I had one in Belgium once and I was just Yeah, like, they do. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm screwed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, yeah. I was talking to uh, Ify today, and he goes, what are you doing your podcast with Bennett? I said, I think, I think we're doing one tonight, but we never know. Um, and he goes, you got to ask him about the the ice sock that got in his wheel, because I haven't been following the races. What happened? Well, firstly, so this race I ended up at Dayu, you know, this rigmarole. Again, I got to the race, and uh, – the first thing that happened is I went to sign on and realized I can never, ever come back to this country because I, you know, everything, my life was good, you know, I sit on the bus, legs are good, feeling pretty confident about the race, step out, jump on the bike, roll a sign on, and you'll never guess who was there. Mm. Oh, Post the man. Bullshit. Post the man. And do you know what? He's like a on, on the bright side, well, on the bright side, I was like, well, at least I didn't kill him with COVID. Yeah. Um, so that eased a bit of my conscience, but on the dark side, he, I think he's at the end of his work with me. He didn't even wave nothing. He just death stared me this time. He just Fair went, enough. you know what? Dead, dead, dead shark eyes at me and just watched me roll through the car park and just gave me like the stare the whole way, you know? 
So he's got yeah. me. Told, you told him to go the tour and you dropped him like a hot pie, given you probably were coming down with COVID. But still, mm. it's, it's simple like, how you going? Here's a no, I gave him a lot of how you going. I just didn't want to give him a skin suit for a poster of myself from six years it's ago. Not about, it's not even about giving the skin suit away. It's just about receiving the poster. Yeah, it's more the fact that what am I going to do with he the poster? He can have the skin suit, but I don't want yeah. the poster. <laughs> I just don't want the poster. I reckon so you, you should get, off a, I reckon you should get the then. poster. Get the poster and we'll give it away to some unlucky listener somehow. True, yeah, see if we can palm it on. See how right, if anyone writes a negative go. comment, we'll just send it to them. Well, I don't think you're going to get the poster. I think you've pissed him off. I think the poster's it's gone. Oh, I, I reckon, reckon you've burnt it. No, I reckon a, a sly backhand of a dossard or a used gel or something, he'll be back for the poster. What happened to that Alfredson um, jersey we were supposed to give away? I've still got it. We should give what it away. Yeah. I didn't get um, it signed. They weren't allowing people to sign for COVID. We weren't allowed yeah. to get scribbles. So, right. uh, This ice sock was a bit of a mare though, wasn't it? Yeah, what happened? It was weird. Well, I was riding along, just riding along. And um, this, I was like third wheel right at the front of the race. And one of the guys in front of me just pulled his ice sock out and threw it on the ground. Like, you know, so you're using women's stockings, stuffing them with ice. It was 40 degrees. Pulls it out, throws it on the ground. And of course, it just goes straight into my wheel, sucks up into my derailleur. And then I start getting like, I didn't really know what had happened because at first I was like, I could pedal halfway from like 12 o'clock to 6 o'clock would be fast. And then from 6 o'clock up, you know, it was jamming. And I was like, oh, man, this is shit. And then something sort of went pop. And then I was like, oh, I can kind of ride and realize I've got no gears. But then by the stage, the race was on full. So I just suffered it out, you know, rode up this hill at 50 RPM. And I was like trying to call for a new bike. And the car was like, we're about 10 minutes behind you right now. So... You you know try your luck see if you can survive, which I couldn't, and then my chain and then on the downhill you know like you get the suck the chain starts sucking up, so every time you'd stop pedaling the chain would fall off. So I was full I was just off the back of the group you know trying to get back on drop my chain, got it back on, and every time you come into a corner you'd lose the chain, so you come like flying in stand up to sprint nearly deck yourself, get your chain back on and it was just the most hectic thing, and I got to the final got to the finish and I was just like. Of course, I got a nice sock on my wheel, you know. But and so was it still stuck in there, like pantyhose the whole time? Yeah, yeah. Got to the finish with them, but by this stage, I'd munted everything, snapped the jockey wheels, oh, the whole. Geez. I'd I'd done a full number on the bike, and you couldn't do a bike change because the car was too far behind or something. No, nah, or the car got to me like five k to go or something mm. eventually. But there was just so many people. It was, it was like tiny roads, you know, tiny roads, people everywhere. And then I was just like, oh, just, you know, you're, by the time you're going to change your bike, I was already going, it was all downhill. You just go, I just get to the finish now. Did but, you um, did you catch up with a guy through the ice sock into your wheel? You said no. Uh, it would have been your ice sock, no? No, I think it was his. I think he gave it this one. Oh, yeah? Know? Or did you get the yeah. shirt, the unzip, and it fell out the back? No, nah, I was wearing a skin suit. Oh, no, I wasn't. I was wearing oh, a so- KOM jersey. Do you so know what happened with the, the KOM jersey? Alaphilippe flicked me well and proper. So we were like, he attacked on this last climb on the first stage. It was a sprint sprint stage, but he went full gas up this little kick. And then I followed him, you know. And then just as we got to the the top of the hill, this little KOM line, he went, I don't want to go to the podium. I don't want to wear a super thick Gabba version of a KOM jersey. You know, it's like some low-end French brand, you know, it's like super thick, heavy leaders jersey and he just swings off about like 10 meters before the kom line and I, with me without thinking just sail over and i get to the finish line I'm like oh you got to go to the podium for this you got to wear the kom jersey even though i wasn't really in it it was just because like we we're sharing it sharing the lead and you got like whoever's best on gc has to wear the jersey and um i was thinking about it afterwards and i was like that bastard he's done it on purpose here <laughs> so he didn't have to go to the podium he could go home earlier and he didn't have to wear this like three kilo thick KOM jersey <laughs> and me just being excited to be there didn't even think about it it's like the, it's like the battle it's like the battle for not going up to the podium for team GC like in a grandy yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember we had it at the Giro in 2018 we were leading team GC for quite a long time because we had first we were first and second on GC for the first 10 days 
and it was just like this battle basically like on the sprint stages you just racing each you cross the finish line and you're just racing to the bus to like try get in the shower because mm. three guys three people either three or four maybe have to go up it's a three it's normally three but the way we ran it in jumbo was the last three across across the line had to do it so it was actually shit because they were normally the guys that had worked the hardest and worked the earliest mm. but because like otherwise they were already like closer to when the podium was going to be happening and so these poor guys they've just been like they're either suffering like hell or they've worked early on on the stage they get to the finish and then they had to do the podium and we're just sitting there with the feet up in the bus i remember I garmin Joachim this one year went up on team gc one year because they only had two guys so they put a jersey on him and like he was up there on the podium with the boys we must be sharing <laughs> it the welter uh the giro in 2018 because Thinking back to last week when I did a retirement post on Instagram and stuff, put some photos up, and there's a photo of four of us on the podium for Team GC, and I remember this. I remember the day. It was a sprint stage, flat stage, sprint stage, all whole bunch together, and we were on the podium with myself, Chris Joel Jensen, and then Yates in the pink jersey, and Chavez second on GC in the blue jersey, the King of the Mountains jersey. I was like, where was the priority there? We got the two top guys up. <laughs> Like getting delayed to have showers and food and everything because we're up on the fucking team GC podium, which means I guess because they had to be day. there. They had to be there for the other pro- oh, the other jury, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Jeez, I pissed myself laughing at that social post you did with that old bloke where he's talking about the schooners. Oh, yeah. I'd never, I'd never <laughs> seen that before. And if you if you missed it, it was, it was this old bloke, and he goes, he's, he's for starters, he looks like your classic Australian piss pot. You know, those guys that are maybe 75, he's got the soup strainer mustache, all silver hair. And he's like, well, cheeks are red as hell. Cheeks are red. <laughs> he's got the bung eyes. And he goes, well, I can't be staying at home all the time. So I come down here and have a couple of sch- sch- schooners. <laughs> I pissing myself. Every Australian pub has got at least six or seven of those blokes. And they're always just perched in the corner. And they clearly just want their space. There's something about the Aussie male that just wants to sit there, smash. What beers. do you think inflation's doing to these boys? You're telling me last night you spent a bit too much cash. Oh, mate, inflation's shocking. Like you go out of pubs now and it's just desolate, but there's no young people anymore because they can't afford it. Mm. That's where we used to go to this. I remember when I was young, like quite young, we would go to, it was almost ironically, go to the worst bars we could find. And it was like, we kind of thought it was funny. Like there's this one, the Starring Garda in Nelson, and it was like in Richmond, and it was like Thursday night karaoke, and it would be like a bunch of eighteen year olds with a bunch of like seventy year old Elkies, and that was the only two different, the only demographics in there. There was just not one normal, and we were there sort of half ironically, but half because actually it was just, you know, like it was only us or them, and there was no like. No decades, no thirty. There's no thirty. There's no people like me now. You know, it was just kids and granddads, and it was a hell of a time. Oh yeah, but now it's expensive, like because it's it's like this. All that shit's becoming hip. Like there's like a there's no safe market anymore. That you go to a bougie fucking cocktail bar, you pay out your ass for a beer, and now you go to what they call dive bars. It's like the scene, you know. Really? And you go there, and it's just as expensive. It's like people who are walking around are like. Fuck, that guy looks like he's homeless. He's paid $300 for that T-shirt to look yeah. like that, you know? It's a look, Fuck, isn't it? coming to. It's good, though, because then it means, like, no matter what your look is now, at some point, if you keep the same look the whole way through your life, at one point you're going to be in fashion. Mm. But, you know, another thing that shits me is when you do go to these fancy cocktail bars, we went to one with um, Demers in, in Paris, is it's, it's trendy to give you fuck all booze. Like, you know, when you pay like 18 euro and it's in this like glass, it's, you know, this big shape. And when you get down to it, it's like 150 mils. Yeah. You're like, fuck, I paid 18 euro for that. Put it in a bucket. <laughs> like, where's the value? You need to go back to Thailand where you're just literally getting buckets and Bucket half the pe- 50% of the people are waking up blind because it's just pure ethanol. Mm. Yeah. Did you ever yeah, have this kid? Did you ever have that one guy at school, like the guy that loved chemistry or something? We had a kid that used to show up to like house parties with a bottle of methylated spirits and a loaf of bread and be like, oh, no, it doesn't make you blind because you 
the bread filters it and he reckons that you drink it through bread. He's, I bet he's dead. He will be yeah. dead, that guy. We didn't, we didn't have guys like that. <laughs> I bet his, name was Hugh, his name was Hugh Strachan and we used to just always call him Who Struck Him. <laughs> <laughs> Who Struck Him? I, I used to do, I was a guy in science class and that you had like, I guess we, I went to like a general science class, I suppose. And it was like, we had these, I don't know what the fuck they were even for, like to learn about electricity maybe. I don't know. And it was just this little block of wood, like the size of a beer coaster. And it had a tiny mm. little light bulb, like a torch light bulb attached to it. And then you could plug that in. And like, I guess you, we, we're learning is how to Is this like 10-year-old chemistry or is well, this, this is at your... high school. This is like fifth form, I think. You're a little bit delayed though, eh? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I was you were in the special years. chemistry class. Like you were 15, but your classmates were eight. We're this, this, this science Billy teacher Madison. called Mr. Shoebridge. His name was Mr. Sh- Mr. Shoebridge, and he just didn't have a lovely guy, but fuck, he just didn't have any clout in the classroom, eh? And he just copped it. We just called him Shoe Dog. And he had this, like, every time we walk into class, we'd be like, hey, Shoe Dog, I wonder where my bowl went, because he just had no sideburns and just this number one haircut. And it's <laughs> like he just went to the hairdressers and they just put a bowl on his head and just trimmed around, <laughs> cut around the bottom. Hey, nice bowl cut, Shoe Dog. We, we had the same just, thing. I used to get these little light bulbs, all of us. And if we were all working in all the PowerPoints in the whole, you know, in the science class, there's about fucking 60 PowerPoints. There's one at yeah. every workstation, two at every workstation. That they would always be functioning. So obviously the power output was pretty evenly spread. And we used to just plug the wire straight into the PowerPoint and just switch the PowerPoint on and the light bulb would just go and just blow up. And then like I decided to do it one day when all the PowerPoints were off and we were like doing a written exam or something. And I just plugged this fucking little light bulb into the PowerPoint and turned it on and just went boom from the wood and everything fucking just exploded across the classroom. I was like, oh, and then lucky Shoe Dog was there. So I was just like, keep quiet, Shoe Dog. You keep quiet, mate. You, sh- we, we, you we shut up, Shoe Dog. We, we had the same thing. We had a wood, it's always like the woodwork teachers or, you know, the ones that are just there because, you know, they're good at making fucking, you know, pencil cases. No, woodwork teachers whatever. are always alcoholics. That's that's a prerequisite <laughs> yeah. to be a woodworker. You just Well, he did have pink cheeks. Nurse, yeah, red cheeks just in there with a nursing a hangover, just going, Oh, just but he, he couldn't control the class. teach people not to cut their fingers off. Yeah, they're always paranoid about the bandsaw. That's the one that when you get kids near bandsaw, it's like, fuck. Well, for you know. good reason, though. Like, I'm pretty sure I wasn't allowed near a fucking bandsaw as a 10 year old. No, but this is when we we're at high school. But I remember one class. Yeah. Um, he fucking snapped because, you know, he just couldn't control the, the kids. And almost on cue, it was a year above me, I heard this story, Andrew Arnup got up in the roof and literally fell through the roof of the classroom <laughs> like 10 seconds after he gave him this spray about respect. <laughs> Andrew Arnup just fell through the chipwood. <laughs> I, love, I love relievers with just no clout, I reckon. So we had this reliever. Uh, once and and you know him feels and he he was a guy that i was actually racing against yeah he was one of our best best cyclists in new zealand at the time and um he just walked and i've been racing at the club with him you know and, and he i didn't even know he was a teacher you know and he walks in as my as our reliever to chemistry one day oh fuck this guy's relieving okay anyway no one's listened to him and he just didn't give a fuck and he goes you guys know what you're doing, right? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah we know what we're doing. And he sets up the rollers with his boob shorts on and just does an erg session as he was meant to be taking the class. <laughs> what a legend. And everyone's just like, everyone's like, is he your mate? I was like, well, did, you, on, did you guys do home economics where you used to look, do baking yeah. and stuff? Yeah, yeah, I did home economics. I love I, I got ec- I got an after school dis- detention for licking the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I was told I mean, not to not to lick the bowl, and I couldn't help it. We were making like chocolate cake or something. I just went again, and that was it. After school detention. I got kicked out of English class once. I had, I just I used to clash with my English teacher at high school massively. Didn't like her. She hated me. I was a sports person who used to get the question like, "Well, what's going to happen when you fall off your bike?" And rah rah rah. And she'd be like, "What are you going to do? You know, you can't make money out of cycling. What are you going to do? You say podcast cycling doesn't work out." And I'd be like. <laughs> Well, it's going to fucking work out, so don't worry about it. And then, sell merch? You know, just real confident. Yeah. You know, like, sell hats. Do you see this hat on my head? We sell them. You know, yeah. sell them. to them. You sold out, didn't you? <laughs> sold yeah. out of them. Bet she's fucking bought one. Um, and 
Jeez, you turned to real arrogant shithead, haven't yeah. you? Where's this swagger come from? And you're like, oh, I've retired now. Mic drop. Fuck you. Boom. <laughs> can't yeah. fucking spell two words, but yeah. you can't speak. Sold a bunch of hats. Spelled yeah, the name. Spelled the logo wrong, but <laughs> you can buy these hats now, though. Everybody, it's way oh, they're back in stock. The hat with yeah. the uh, with the logo. It's a new hat. Merch drop with the social distance podcast logo on it. You can buy them on the store. How's the reaction been to your retirement spiel, Bill? You had good. a few offers. Haven't heard from the English teacher. Um, <laughs> Chemistry <laughs> might move into. You might be a Sparky. Yeah, <laughs> go to Eric sessions. Maybe I'll go take the business over. Yeah, still got the old Ute, the beauty wagon. It's done five hundred thousand k. Love it. Do you get that ten million? Fuck yeah. It's my summer vehicle. I mean, it's going to take a long, long time if I'm only going home for summers, but Dad doesn't drive it anymore. He just parks oh. it up for when I come home because he, he probably wants to get rid of it. I think he's been wanting to get rid of it for about 15 years, but I won't let him because of the sentimental value to it. It's a beautiful, it take, beautiful It takes car. a bit of balls, I reckon, to be a Sparky. Like, you've really got to know your circuits. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you want to be qualified when you're working with electronics, electrics. I reckon. Hmm. There'd be, like, that's one profession that you don't want to be shit at. Oh no. no! It's one profession you don't <laughs> want to get lazy at, anyway. Yeah, you go ah, oh, fuck it. The switchboard's down the hallway. Switchboard's down the hallway. This will be rubbish. <laughs> Does Sparky's have insurance? Like, if they fuck up and burn a house down, is that on them? Are they liable, or is there insurance? I don't know. Oh, surely you'd have Sparky insurance. Must do. Is that also yeah. in the peloton? If you crash somebody. If you or, just or say so you throw your eye sock out, yeah. If you so throw your eye sock at someone, and it goes now, there must be there must not be like I think that is kind of like this gentleman's agreement in cycling that. Well, I mean, maybe we sign something. I what don't if know, you're not being a gentleman but, though? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't think it's a gent- if you but put I, someone in the barriers. Yeah, I think that I think it ends, can end up in court if the person decides he wants to take you there. Mm. No. <sighs> Yeah, so you just got to be on your best behavior. You got to be I mean, more careful. Well, I know a guy that subconsciously, not uh, accidentally, ended someone's career. It caused a crash. He just crashed, and then someone crashed with him, and they never came back from it. And, but I think in that wh- situation, you'd be like, you wouldn't get any, you wouldn't get anywhere in a court of law because they'd be like, well, that's. The rate and it's a risk. It's a risk you take. You all take. But if you turn sport. right on somebody, yeah. If you if you grab someone's handlebar and lift their front wheel off the ground and throw them into a, a hedge or something, probably got a few. It's interesting because you know, answer. like the um, Teo Boss Daryl Impey story, that that never really got far. But I guess that that was also that maybe looked really bad when it was actually maybe like a reaction to, um, you know. Taylor thought he was falling and you know it looked like he just picked up Daryl and ripped him off his bike and broke Daryl's back mm. but you know like that could have also ended in court but I guess yeah. it never did no no I just I just got a I can't remember because it's our second or third take of the show probably validating the fourth take um if I told everybody I got a new laptop but I literally got a new laptop I turned it on this morning for the first time and set it up and I've already got a notification updates available the fuck? It's brand new. Yeah, no, got it's updates. It's never ending. I know a lot of people that subscribe to the um the conspiracy, the Apple conspiracy, like never do the updates. Mm. They're just slowing your phone down. They're just yeah. uh, they reckon the updates actually your computer starts off the best version of itself, and every update it gets shitter. So eventually, you go, oh, fuck, I just go buy a new one. Yeah, probably. Yeah, true. I got I got something from Google and. I like it with those companies when they try and soften the approach to get more data and they always try and talk like they're your mate. Like Google's like, hey, can you, are you up for doing another update to help us protect your data better? And you're like, mate, fuck off. Just just tell it I as I don't it want is. my data protected. You can have yeah. it. You, you can, can read have my it. You're already, you're already read my emails if you want. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you want to fly from Barcelona to Brussels, Charleroi next weekend, go feel free. Feel free to take that boarding pass off my emails. Exactly. <laughs> well, I don't want to go. I've never been excited to fly into Charleroi. There's never been one time I'm going, I can't wait to go to Charleroi. Great macaroons there, though, at the airport. Lee Howard once told oh, me there's macaroons. great macaroons. 
Gross. Charlotte, is that the schedule? So you, we're still working out your final, your fi- final run. Mm. Uh, obviously, when you got to that. Yeah, the retirement, the retirement post was mm. actually pretty overwhelming, Jonesy. Good. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're a much loved character, Sam. Had a lot of, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of can't wait social media. I saw a lot of can't wait in there, like a lot of good riddance, can't wait, mm. a lot of sort of things along that line. How, how many times I do got... people say to you? Oh, so what's next, Sam? Like, what are you going to do the rest of your life? Oh, like, yeah. They want a whole PowerPoint presentation. There was like, what the, there was that one guy, uh, he listens to the podcast, <laughs> and he he's, it was fuck, it was pretty funny. I tried to find the comment. When I put up the, we put the podcast up a couple of weeks ago, and obviously it was a big, a big um, focus on my retirement. And uh, it was a lot of lovely comments. I thank everybody for those. Really nice comments from everyone saying thanks for our um, And then on our social media, on Instagram, I put it up. And some guy just replied, commented, goodbye, have a good time. <laughs> Real final, eh? That's it. Goodbye, my friend. Yeah. Goodbye. goodbye. Yeah, they said goodbye, my friend. Yeah. yeah. Pretty funny. And I was like, but no, it was well received. I had got a lot of nice messages on on the post itself, but also a lot of people gave me a call, sent me a text message. People that you wouldn't really expect, you know, that it's was quite cool, I thought. Yeah. So I'm trying to plan it. Hannah's on me. She's on me about having a retirement party. And I've kind of been swinging in roundabouts about how what I want to do. Like so a few months ago, I was like, oh, when I retire, I'm just going to fucking drift off into the abyss, you know? Maybe have like a, a dinner with 10 or 15 good friends, nice, open a few bottles of wine, tell some stories. And then it kind of got to the point, like, oh, I could like get a venue and have like some music and get like, you know, have a proper like layer up. And then I was like, okay, we'll start writing down a list of people that, you know, a, a really vague, like a real expanded list. I'm going to have to cut it down because I got to 166 people. <laughs> and like, I was like, Oh, it's probably too many. So then I started going through it, and I'm going to be able to get rid of the hundred. So if you if you listen to the show and you you don't make the cut, you may well have been in that hundred that got cut. So don't feel bad. <laughs> if you have to stand outside, eh? <laughs> have to hire a big bloody shed in Girona. Mm. No, there's a couple of places that would be good for it. So I might do it. I might do it, but she's going to be a busy off season. There's a lot going on. We've got weddings and um, all sorts. So let's see. Might just end up at the nice bottle of wine with 10 or 15 good friends. You coming out for the Worlds, GB? Yep. Yeah, I'm not doing the welter. So, um, obviously, neither is Bules, I guess, because that would be traveling today. Oh, tomorrow, if we're going to that. Um, so, yeah, I've got a pretty yeah, new, new end of year for me. I've never, um, I've never not done the welter unless it's been a conscious choice you, you know like it's so it's i'm normally you know it's quite so normally i'm like okay I've, pretty much every year i've done the vuelta and then um you build up to like the italian classics and it's actually my favorite in, favorite way in the year but so this year i'm doing a bit different stuff so i'm doing like german tour canada and then i think i'm going to go straight from there to worlds i guess but i'm still there's a lot of logistics when you arrive for new zealand a lot of logistics involved because you got to we've just got no money yeah, you've, you've got no you've got money. To race. You've got to race and you've got to hand the bottles out to yourself. Yeah. And you've got to get there and pay for your accommodation and your flights and your rest of it. So, I mean, what? I'm not too worried about that. I, I understand it. You know, they've got no money. There's nothing else they can do. But it's just there's a lot of moving parts. And when you're trying to get two bikes, wheels, kit, everything from Canada to America to there's just so many moving parts and I got to sit down and work everything out and it's been on my list to do. Um, but I was just waiting to triple check. I wasn't doing the Vuelta before I, um, put that into motion, but, um, those Canada races it. are awesome. They were so what was the favorite. question again? Are you doing the worlds? And we haven't got the yeah. answer yet. Is that oh, no, but this is what I was going to say is the, the <laughs> no, thing, the, interesting question, oh. the question it Sorry. raises though is this, right? When you get to the Worlds in a team where everyone's paid, I guess it's about total when you look at flights, accommodation, everything else. You're looking at about six grand a person. So everyone's paid for their own way there. How do you then ask someone to 
work to someone else. You know, oh, you've paid six grand, come here and help that guy. So ultimately you go, oh, everyone, you know, like you, it's not, you, you can't ask someone, I would never ask someone that's paid all their money to pay for themselves to get there to help me. So Bill's actually kind of right, like you do have to go get your own bottles. You do have yeah. to, you know, you do have to get your way to the front and you do have to do all this stuff. And you, at one point you start going, fuck, is this logistically possible to get a result if, if, if I'm trying to run all these fronts? Because I'm not going to ask my teammates to do it because they'll pay just as much to be there and they're obviously going there because they think they have, have a shot to get a result as well. Yeah, they well, maybe they're, maybe they're going because they, they feel like this is an opportunity for them to be able to go because there's like the pool, the selection pool is much smaller this year because a lot of people have said they're not putting their name in for the in for selection because they don't want to pay or for whatever reason. I'm one of them, like, and mainly because I don't want to pay because I'm going to pay to pretty much DNF. But like, if uh, yeah, and I guess if you were flip it, and if you said to me like, "Fuck, I really want you there to help me," mm. then I'd probably be like, "Well, maybe you need to pay for me." You know, mm. like obviously that would never happen. But like, I reckon there's a situation now where maybe some young guys who no- maybe normally wouldn't be selected for the worlds. Um, who are going to be able to go this year? They might. They, they might, have they announced the team. They haven't announced the final team. No, nah, but even if they're paying their own way, that maybe they want. Maybe they. That's cool for them to help you. But they have yeah. to. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it is an interesting one. Um, you want to get the guys that are already back in New Zealand, and that it's not a bigger logistical problem. Because hmm. if it was the Europe guys going even... back, you'd be fine. I was just suddenly realised that we completely haven't talked about Aaron Gate yet. And wasn't he meant to be on the show? Yeah, that's well, what I was going to bring up. I yeah. just about to segue into New Zealand performances. Well, when Because I, we've got I a lot of good that... guys that could ride worlds. But um, Aaron Gate being one of them, but he's not on the show. So, Well, this is what happened with Aaron Gate, is that I said that I'd get him on the show without ever having to ask him. Um, <laughs> but only because I was confident he would. He's a great guy, mm. Aaron Gate, good friend of ours. Um, and I asked he him, well, I didn't ask him actually. I heard secondhand that he was racing today, so I didn't bother asking him. He's actually currently racing in France while we were recording this. So unfortunately, he wasn't going to be an option. But that's not to say he's not an option down the line. Well, mm. yeah, I think we should get him on to talk about winning four gold medals at the Commonwealth Games. i tell you what, should. if you're in a team, I've been, so what is it, this? third Commonwealth game since I've been professional and um, this year I didn't I didn't ask the team to go but when I was in my previous teams it's crazy because for, for me growing up the Commonwealth games was like the Olympics you know like as a New Zealander it was just seemed like oh it's just the Olympics with like a couple of small countries missing but trying to convince like when I was on Licky Gas full Italian team trying to convince them mm. that I wanted to go to the Commonwealth games they looked at me like I had two hits. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? What the fuck's the Commonwealth? What's the Commonwealth for starters? And what's the yeah, exactly. Games? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but like, now I feel like the results been validated, like Gaty's results been validated. Especially, I mean, I, I can't speak for the track. I've got no idea about the track. But the road result, just because, you know, Platt was there, G was there, there was a lot of good riders, Daryl Limpy, that he put away. So, I'm hoping that that brings a bit of, you know, that the Commonwealth Games in the cycling world on the road race starts to get a bit of, you know, tr- get some momentum and get some, I mean, because it's probably one of the hardest races all year, right? Like, I hear it's filthy hard, no control. Mm. And it's the first time that New Zealand's been really successful in a Games road cycling event. Like no, I, for think, a, I think well, Rowley no, won a medal. Yeah, Rowley won a medal and actually in Auckland, that's, that was completely, cut that, cut that. Yeah, cut we've that out. Quite a lot of, we've had quite a lot of I mean, of Chris Nicholson, Gordon McCauley. Um, <laughs> we're, we're the dominant nation on the... Yeah. <laughs> so take exactly what you said and reverse I think it. we ran. I think we ran first, second and third in Auckland, didn't we? Or certainly first and second in 94. Gary Miller, didn't he win one? Gary Anderson. Jeez, you're way off. Brian Fowler. Rowley, I'm Gordy. Sure. But I, do, I'm pretty sure me and you the only... Me and you are the only Kiwis that don't have a Commonwealth medal on yeah, the road. What I was trying to say is, like, we have you and I haven't been successful <laughs> Commonwealth Games road race. But do you reckon that after the the Commonwealth Games this year, that there's a little bit of life left in this old dog? Like it was pretty much dead. Mm. It's Maybe. a funny event. I don't know. 
I think Commonwealth Games are still massive for um for a lot of other sports. Like athletics, I think the main example. problem is the idea of the Commonwealth. That's the mm. issue here. Mm. Like, fuck, who cares? It's it's just, I, I mean, I care it's about such the a games. grand event. It's such a grand event. It's the games. It's a village. There's, yeah. you know, thousands of athletes and support staff, and there's stadiums and multiple sports and all that stuff. But then it's all only competed by like certain amount of nations. Right? I mean, let's call it what it is. It's the colonization games. I mean, this is just England's flex on the rest of the world, what they have fucking conquered, you know? Mm. Like, I think there's a lot... <laughs> if, you, if you dig deep, I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, uh, terrible history tied up in the Commonwealth Games and the Commonwealth. So, but I mean, you know, well, like Commonwealth brush over since that, so. The Commonwealth Games is probably like the recognition of the, the countries that they... In, um, colonized and and successfully colonized and then i think their museums are probably a representation of the countries they weren't so successful in but they've got a lot of their art <laughs> hanging up oh you mean um, the, the countries they raided but <laughs> ran away with the with the tails between the legs yeah like you go into like a cultural museum in uh england and it'll be like here's an artifact from italy in the 1500s why don't you just give it back to italy and then it says how's <laughs> now that's a good point. <laughs> Why did I go to Italy and see that? <laughs> um, anyway, that's by the Four by. Gold medals. Um, I think with, when it comes to Gady, his performance, like, I guess we all know how good he is. Um, and I guess how unlucky he's been in some ways that he hasn't had a world tour contract in the past. Um, and on the track, he's a freak. He's been successful on the track for a number of years now. So, like, I guess in my, like, from my eyes, those gold medals that he won on the track were in some way a little bit expected. You know, gold medals never guaranteed, no matter where you are. But like, I would have been surprised if Gady didn't win those, win three medals on the track, you know, because he is the one of the best in the world at those disciplines. Um, but winning the road race for me was pretty amazing because... Do you think it's it was the an course event that he... could double over though? Like, I mean, it's the best possible option. A flat, a flat, pretty short race. Yeah, but like he's come off a track preparation. He was, um, and then he, he like, he was in a breakaway of essentially for the whole day of 15, 15 bike riders. And he was like one of the few guys with him and G and Plappy. They didn't have any teammates, you know, like all the other things, like England had four riders in there. Like he was up against mm. it. He had to close, like when guys attacked, he couldn't say to his teammate, close the gap. He had to close the gap. And then he had to follow the next move. Then he had to close the gap. Like he had to do it all by himself and then still win the sprint. Was I think showed that it showed his ability um, across the board and like how well, good, it's good we all he's know gonna he be, is. Um, professional next year with Blackspoke, yeah, Pro- yeah. Wow. So the whole team are moving to Pro Continental. So that's actually massive for New Zealand cycling, really. First ever, eh? We've never had a Pro Continental. No. It's huge, man. And especially like we've touched on where um, cycling New Zealand is at the moment with, you know, the funding and all that sort of stuff, having to pay your own way to go to the world and things like that. It's in a bit of a funny situation. Like it's, it's, it's at a time where, I mean, road cycling's never been big or like a heavily funded sport in New Zealand, but it's kind of feels like it's, I mean, it hasn't even stayed level. It's almost gone backwards again a little bit. I feel like the ass has fallen out of it in the last two yeah. years, even though we're going to have like 13 professionals next year or 12 professionals, mm. pro tours. So it's so cool that Black Spoke is coming on, a pro mm. continental team, New Zealand team, New Zealand roots, New Zealand registered, New Zealand funded, uh, all that stuff. Like it's actually huge for cycling, road cycling in New Zealand because it's the pathway now for New Zealand for New Zealand bike. But we say the ass has fallen out of it, right? And you're right, you're 100% right. That is now the new pathway. But the ass has fallen out of it largely because of, you know, there's been the, like, look at the beating Bike NZ's taken in the media, you know, about bullying allegations and this and that. And you just think, like, you know, and obviously the funding loss. I mean, okay, the Olympics weren't great for anyone. But, like, you've got to feel for them. You've got to feel for Bike NZ. Yeah. I mean, it's not that they don't want to pay us. They can't. They can't pay for us. Like, yeah. you're gonna, you know? And, like, I feel like the hits it's taken now, especially lately, I mean, our national champion, woman, um, 
can't think of her name. Jesus, it's not good. Um, Olivia Ray. Ray. Olivia Ray. Olivia Ray, positive. And, I, you know, we touched on that last time and we were like, all right, we don't know enough about this to maybe, you know, we're like, mm, we tried to debu- tried to sort of read through this article and it was, you know, we're like, mm, shit, there's a lot to unpack here and they were sort of in and out. You know, we were like, there was sort of this article that sort of said, you know, there was domestic issues, there was mm. sort of uh, restraining orders, all this stuff, and I couldn't really work out who had done anything wrong. But now I'm sort of at the point where I talk to enough people who go realize like, oh, actually, fuck no, she was just fucking cheating. So, mm. you know. Well, she admitted it, I think, didn't she? Well, yeah. I mean, ultimately you're responsible for what you put in your body and, yeah. you know, you shit all over New Zealand cycling when you do it. So mm. it doesn't help, you know, and that that winds me up in a big way, you know. Um, but well, anyway. hopefully after the Commonwealth Games, they should be able to get some funding together again, you'd think. Yeah, but they, they've got they've got funding. They've got they've got funding, and it's like any other any sport in New Zealand. It's funded by the government. You know, okay, New Zealand Cycling or Cycling New Zealand had some private sponsors that they lost uh, over the last twelve months for you know different reasons. Anyway, they've lost those sponsors, so they're relying one hundred percent only on the government funding, which mm. comes from high performance sport New Zealand, which comes from the government. So, and then there's a certain there's certain um, targets they have to hit to keep getting that funding or to validate that funding. And the, basically, essentially, what it, what it all boils down to is Olympic medals. That's right. how you get funding. How do you get funding? How do you keep your funding? How do you get more funding? Win more fucking Olympic medals. Simple as that. Mm. And I guess you take a, 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 a wide look at it and go, okay, how can cycling as a whole, as a sport, win medals at the next Olympics? Probably on the track, you know? Yeah. Maybe it's a BMX thing, like, rider. We've had a BMX rider in the past. What's the chances of winning an Olympic medal on the road? Fuck all, you know? Yeah, but, and this is like ultimately like my responsibility as well from like when you look back to Rio, you're like, well, you uh, to to Tokyo, you're like, well, yeah, you got to pay for Worlds this year. Whose fault is that? You didn't get any on the road. You didn't help us. You didn't help anyone on the road last year. You made your bed mm-hmm. sleep in it, mate, you know? Like yeah. in, from Tokyo. And then, like, yeah. we won, we won the. So then, I said, guess what you're saying, Jones, is that we won a gold medal on the road in the road race at the Commonwealth Games, which is also mm. a pinnacle event when it comes to validating funding. Medals at the mm. Commonwealth Games are also important. We won a gold medal there, but we won it with a track rider. Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> ah, they should just go sling him a bone, give him some cash. Like, there's yeah. some hope in there, guys. We can get it back to the top. Yeah, exactly. continue the success that you were talking about before of all those road champions through the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, like I say, yeah. we've hardly had any success there, so it's yeah. a good change. Um, <laughs> another news, what else happening? Welter starts. Yeah. Yates, you got to win it. Bills, what's the inside word? Let's not, well, let's not punish anybody with the curse of the social distance podcast predictions because everybody we've G'd up in the past has just shat the bed in a huge way. That's, that is true. We, I mean, we, we did a last whole time special we did on about people that, how you were going to win the Giro that year. Yeah, exactly. I remember like our last Tour de France special, we talked about guys that weren't even doing the race. Yeah. What was the Giro uh, preview? Like, oh, that guy's going to be like, hold on, mate, he's not even there. And yeah. then like the other guys were all shitting out after like two days. So let's That's not right. curse. No one deserves the curse of the STTV or whatever we're called. And 20, 2020 Tour de France, we were, interviewing, we were doing podcasts from the second rest day when you you like saying you guys are going to win the tour, George? How's it going to? How's it feel being part of this team that's about to win the tour oh, of France? Yeah. Fucking lost on the last two. We are a curse. <laughs> we so are a curse. So I reckon, yeah. No, Yatesy's not going to win it. Someone else is going to win it. Or yeah, everybody else is going to win it. Everybody else will win the race. There you go. The Moza. Yeah. Dark horse for me in the Giro is uh, Brandon McNulty. Dark oh, horse yeah. for me. Yeah, I mean that's a genuine dark horse, but I think he's he's up there. It's going to be the, the Welter is pretty much um, the Giro 2.0, eh? Like it's the mm, same. It? It's almost the same field. Dry Carapaz, Yatesy, Almeida. Mm. Like it's almost Lander. the same. Same guys, Lander, Lopez, um, coming back. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, so it's almost the Giro 2.0. So it's going to be a good race, I reckon, because mm. the Giro is fucking good. I'm looking forward to the. Netflix series 
when it finally gets done from the tour. I reckon it's mm. going to be a belter. Yeah, that that a, uh, that'll be due probably just before next year's tour. But there'll right. be a build-up. There'll be a trailer. Uh, they love doing the trailer drop, you know, three months out just to get mm. everyone fizzing. Are they I, don't reckon, I, I don't think they're doing one on Movie Star again. That would have been mm. fucking grim viewing. Do you know that, I watched you know that mo- and movie star documentary on Netflix that that came out a few couple of years ago? Was it? I haven't we watched did it another either. one last year. I think. Um, I but yeah, I watched last year's one, but it's only available in Spanish so far. But it should be coming out in English pretty soon. I watched the Spanish version though. The the sports director from Movistar, the Basque guy, um, can't remember his name. But apparently, after this Netflix documentary, he's like a superstar in Bill. I think he lives in Bilbao or something there. Bilbao. Oh yeah, and he's like a superstar. Apparently, like he can't walk down the street. Really? Like, yeah, they not, love him. Pat, not not Ch- Pachi, Pachi. No, no, the big Pachi Vella. Oh, the big oh, guy. Um, uh, not U- not Usebe, the other guy. Um, yeah, Steve O used to give me one liners to f- say to him when we drive up alongside. We used to get coffees from him in the in the middle of the race. He's the a great time. dude. And I'd He's say all these character. Spanish phrases, and in English, I was going, "Hey, yeah, wanker, give us a coffee, you shithead." Because I'd say these Spanish phrases, he'd look at me and he'd go, hey, hostia. I'd be like, what do I say? And Shabby would be in the back, pissing himself, laughing. So it's Steve-O. I love that. He's a good dude. But yeah, they picked a good year for the Netflix docker. Up to um, up-to-date news on this show, Fabio Jakobsen just won the Europeans. Did seconds ago. Yeah. Oh, nice. Good yeah, on him, what a comeback. Today. I forgot that was on today. He's, oh, he's going see. good. Should I'm just looking it. at the finish photo. It looks like Sam Bennett was up there. Maybe Van der Poel, Viviani. That's all I can see. We'll have to get Sam Bennett back on the show, boys. Yeah. Wind him up. Oh, yeah, not fun. even close. Demar, Tamelia, Dan, Danny Van Poppel. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, well, I think we have to mine. wrap things up. Yeah, yeah I think that's yeah. been another call out a day there, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, go across to the the shop the shop we'll put the link to the shop in our bio in the description of this show mm. these new hats are just dropped and Link why don't you share us your favorite uh yarn from like woodwork at school or home yeah. economics or yeah, actually i would love to read some of that out yeah, yeah. That, that's how i can get rid of this fucking alperson shirt that's following us that's around it where we go that's it so I'll there's an alperson alperson tour de france to the best story and a poster to the worst story yeah yeah, yeah. exactly so best, send us your stories yeah. about school, bullying school teachers. Yard. That's it. We want to talk about schoolyard bullies, but no bullying of your peers, only bullying we'll, teachers. We'll, we'll read out the best yarns on the next show. It'll be a laugh. My mum's a teacher, actually. She might have some good stories. We'll get her on the next show. My dad <laughs> was a teacher, well. maths teacher. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, like, share, subscribe. Awesome.